You have found The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious STL All Sports Radio Studios. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. We've got so much to talk about. It's been an interesting first two weeks of the season. Some things going up and down in Toronto early. I mean, that's one of the towns that if you're a player, there's so much pressure on you. If you're a coach, there's so much pressure on you. And the media tends not to be real nice to you. So we're going to talk about that. A few surprises in the league, and we've seen a few of them. Are those teams going to continue to grow? Are those teams going to be surprises throughout the season? We'll talk about that. We'll get my opinion on it. And of course, we're going to talk about the Blues. So of course, like I said earlier, there's a lot of controversy going on in Toronto. We're going to talk about the Leafs and how this all started. The Leafs had actually looked pretty good up to that point. Uh, opening night of the season, they did lose 4-3 to three to Montreal, but they came back the next night and won 3-2. to two. two nights later, they won 3-2, to two, so they were 2-1, and one, heading into Arizona Monday the 17th. They show up there. They did not play very well at all, and Arizona took advantage of that. I guess they kind of overlooked them, and you can't do that with any team in this league, even ones that people think are bottom dwellers, and they lost 4-2. to two. So after that, Sheldon Keefe was very upset about the effort, and I watched the game. If I was a coach, I would have been upset about the effort. Let's see what starts this controversy after Sheldon Keefe's comments after the loss. The difference between us and Arizona is that we have elite players. And our elite players didn't play like elite players today, didn't, couldn't make a difference. So in that sense, the game is going to be close. It's just that's the way it goes when those guys don't make the difference that, that they can. So guys, what do you think? After this came out, the softies is what I like to call people that can't take criticism. All came out and said, oh, how dare Sheldon Keith? You can't do that to a player. You can't do that to a man. You can't tear a man down and tell him he's not doing well enough. That's just so wrong. How dare you do that? What is wrong with this world when a boss, a CEO, a CFO, a manager, an office manager, a head coach of an NHL team can't call out his players after playing bad in a game? It used to happen all the time. Now you see all these articles. Oh, Sheldon Keefe was too hard on them. Should he have done that? Oh, he shouldn't have done that. Guys, come on. These are multimillionaires getting paid to play a game where they are supposed to be their best. That's why they are paid like they are the best. And for a coach to come out and say what he did, it was perfect. Was he saying that they stunk, that they were terrible? No. He just said they had elite players and Arizona didn't and the elite players didn't show up tonight. So we're all thinking, at least people like me, that's great. I like to see him do this because it shows Leafs players they have to be accountable even in the first couple games of the season. You can't let this become a pattern. You just can't. The Leafs have done nothing in the playoffs in years and years and years. Even with this crew that they have that are supposed to be so great, you all have to perform at the level that you should be performing. So we're all thinking this is done. Well, Mitch Marner and Matthews come out and make comments on it, and I'm not going to get into that because this is all about Sheldon Keefe and what he did. Was it good or bad? So I'm thinking to myself, good for Sheldon Keefe. The guy has a voice. He's normally not like this. So the players should know that, hey, 
If he thinks it's bad, something's not good. Let's buckle up and get things done. But instead of holding Pat and not giving another comment to the media, he comes back with a second comment and he says this ridiculous idiocracy. I used some of the wrong words to, to try to you know, describe what I was trying to describe, which is that the difference in the game, I find, is just we weren't able to produce. Oh, my goodness. If I was on that team, I would have lost so much respect for Sheldon Keefe. When you're a coach, you cannot backtrack like that. Do you know what the players think now? A lot of them, at least. He's going to yell at me. He's just going to apologize for it. I'm fine. No big deal. What can he do to me? So we're all thinking, hey, he's backtracked. Good. It's, it's over. Let's move on. But no, 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 no. He's got to open his mouth again when more of the stupid Toronto media have to play this up. There are a few people in this Toronto media that need to be fired. They don't know how to ask the appropriate questions, and they don't know when to shut up. The reaction to the comments was not what I was trying to communicate. So it's more so about managing the media than it is about managing the players. So it's more so about managing the media instead of the players. I'm sorry, that's one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard a coach make. It's all about managing the players. And you don't have to answer the media's questions. Remember that. There's a question you don't want to answer. You can say, I'm not going to answer that. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about why we lost. Let's talk about how we can move forward. I'm not answering questions like that. Because I've said what I said, which is what he should have done before this. I said what I said. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. And anybody who asks me that question, I'm going to make them leave the room. You got to be accountable, guys, to the team to yourself, to your teammates, to the coaches, to the owner, to the fans. You know, lastly, this doesn't bode well for this team. I don't see Sheldon Keefe making it out this year. I, I really don't, unless this team just really blows it up and is just playing out of this world. So we've got enough about that. Let's talk about the positives around the league. And there are several positives around this league right now. There are some teams that nobody thought would be very good teams. And they still may not be very good teams. One of those teams would have to be Detroit. Yeah, Detroit is 3-0-2. But people did not expect them, I would think, to be this competitive. Buffalo's been really competitive. You know, Florida's always going to be up there. Boston's look good so far, which shocks me. Especially with their goaltending situation. Their goaltenders have played a lot better than I thought they would. I thought the Islanders would be a little bit better. Uh, Pittsburgh is showing their experience early. Will that continue? I don't know. A lot of these guys are old. They've played a lot of games. It's going to come down to staying healthy and managing these guys' minutes. Because I just don't see Pittsburgh playing this well all season long. Getting to the Western Conference, I told people Dallas was going to be better than people thought they would be. Yeah, they've only played five games, but they're 4-0-1. Colorado has been good, but not great. I don't think they're as good of a team as they were last year. The Blues have looked really good in their three games. That's right, I said three games. The rest of the league has played five, six, seven games. The Blues have only played three, but they're 3-0. and In fact, San Jose's played eight games. They did this to the Blues last year, and I just think it's ridiculous. Chicago has looked okay out of the first five games. I don't expect that to hold up. Nashville's looked okay. Winnipeg's looked better than I thought they would. Minnesota's not looked very good. And Arizona is who I think who we thought they were. 
the teams in the Pacific. We thought Calgary would be a good team, and they are so far. Vegas has played pretty good. The Kings are three and four out of seven games. Edmonton, I think, has been a little disappointing. But San Jose, Anaheim, I think, are right where people thought they would be. I do think people thought, including me, Vancouver would be a little bit better. But maybe they will get better. I'm just going on what I've seen so far from them, and it's not been real good. They haven't been getting a very good goaltending at all. They just haven't looked good, and they're not scoring like they should be scoring. So that's a look real quick at the rest of the league. Let's get back to the Blues a little bit more in depth. I think the Blues have looked really good. I think Jordan Bennington's back. He looks very, very good in the defense, has played very well in front of him for the most part. There have been a few times, like in the game against the Blue Jackets in Seattle, where they kind of left him high to dry. But overall, the defense has played pretty dang good. And they really, really put it to Edmonton. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people online saying, you know, Edmonton should have won the cup last year. You didn't even make it to the finals. Uh, You know, come on. And you didn't play well against Colorado. You weren't even close to the Stanley Cup. And the Blues played a defensive game against them, which you have to do. You can't do that run and shoot up and down the ice with them because you're going to lose 6-5, 6-4, 5-4, 5-3. The Blues know that. And I think the rest of the league is going to take notice and try to play the same system until they show they can beat it. But I'm excited about the Blues moving forward. A lot of people aren't looking forward to Thomas Grice starting in goal. And like I said, guys, when he's got a good team in front of him, Thomas Grice is a good backup goaltender. And the Blues are a good team. Jake Neighbors has played pretty well. Um, I do think he needs to figure out when, it's, uh, when he should rush the goalie and how you can run into the goalie and how you can just rush to the goalie because he's really bared down going head first into the goalie. And a lot of times, if you touch that goalie doing that, it's going to be interference on you. So I think he's got a little bit to, to lean on with that. You know, I, I just think the Blues are going to be a good team this year. They're not going to miss the playoffs like a lot of people are saying. They're not going to finish fifth or sixth in this division. I think they're going to be a boom or bust. I think they're going to be the top team in the Central. Are they going to be third or fourth? That, that, that's how I see them. They're not going to miss the playoffs. They've got a big game coming up on Monday against the Jets. And then again, Edmonton comes to town in St. Louis. So it's going to be a fun first part of the season. Don't look forward to them having to catch up. The games that they're behind now, the four to five games are behind the rest of the league. but. It should be a very interesting season. So with that, I'm going to let you go. Say thanks for joining me for this first podcast of the year. There's been a lot of good hockey. Let's keep this good season going. Everyone stay safe. Enjoy hockey. Enjoy your life. Be a positive influence on people. And of course, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. 